started walking my childhood days. Oh Lord, many, many long years ago. Hello and welcome to Savage Yoga Snacks, the podcast for freaks, geeks, outcasts of yoga, and our allies. I'm your host, Steph Savage, and I either commit to something 110% or I give up on it completely. In today's episode, we're going to tackle the difficult subject of starting something new in 2022, whether you live your life from hyper-perfectionism to meh. You say you want a resolution? Then stick around. I am vehemently against New Year's resolutions because they overwhelmingly fail and calendars are just a construct created by the Sumerians. But I get why people in the West are drawn to them. The idea of rebirth and renewal are tantalizing to say the least. Running 10 kilometers a day, mastering that skill you've been dying to learn, finding that person who completes you, waking up at 4am to do yoga every morning before work, leaving your job to start a podcast about yoga. The prospect of changing who you are so you can finally achieve that ultimate thing that will bring you the happiness and joy you've been so desperate to achieve. It sounds amazing. And what better time to do it than at the start of a new year? The only problem is, you hate running. You gave up on that skill last year because it was too hard. You hate dating. You're not a morning person. And you have to pay rent. Bit of a bummer, I know. But stay with me. So what's the solution then? My advice? Don't make a resolution. No. Seriously, don't. Throw the entire concept away. You don't need a new year to start something. You just need a different approach. If you hate to run, find some other form of movement that brings you joy and gets your heart pumping. Instead of trying to master a skill, spend some time learning about it. Maybe break it up and learn one part. For instance, maybe you want to learn guitar. Perhaps you could learn of the history of guitars and then maybe begin to work on your fingering or how to hold it correctly. As a bonus, you could always work on your rock face while holding your guitar and watching yourself in the mirror. If you're not a morning person, particularly not a morning yoga person, find a time that works for you. I'm a big fan of afternoon yoga, but you may prefer evening yoga or even bed yoga. Bottom line, Find what works for you and don't fight your natural rhythms. If you're interested in meeting someone but you hate dating, then why not try to make a new friend instead? Maybe ask a coworker you jive with to grab coffee after work one day. Perhaps you have a friendship in your life that you've been neglecting. Maybe you can spend a bit more time with them. Perhaps you can work on dating yourself instead. Take yourself out to eat, if it's safe to do so where you are. Spending time complimenting and showering yourself with gifts and affection. If you are set on dating, try joining a meetup group in your area or a local activity for singles. This takes the pressure out of the situation, and again, bonus, you may learn that skill after all while finding someone who you click with. And what about starting a podcast, you ask? Why not start with an idea? Find out what interests you most, and then start writing. Take 20 to 30 minutes a day and write out some ideas you would like to talk about. 
look at why you want to start a podcast, and check out the many useful and free resources that are available online. And why not do away with the concept of New Year's altogether? You can start something new at any point during the calendar year, and don't worry about getting everything you want to achieve achieved by 2023. A year is 8,760 hours, which sounds like a lot of time, but if you break it down, we spend nearly 4,000 of those hours in bed, approximately 1,801 hours working a typical 9 to 5, and of course more if you're self-employed, trust me, which leaves us with approximately 2,900 hours. But we're not done. We spend an average of four to 600 hours preparing and eating food, approximately 73 hours in the bathroom, over 250 hours in transit, and 912 or 1500 hours, depending on how much time you spend, with family and or friends. Subtracting from our total hours in a year and accounting for minor changes in lifestyle, we get a grand total of approximately 400 hours per year, or one hour, 10 minutes a day to achieve our resolution. An hour and 10 minutes. That's not a lot of time. Certainly not a lot of time for me. Let me tell you the story of how I learned I wasn't a morning person and how to floss. About five years into my yoga journey, I made a New Year's resolution to wake up at 4 a.m. every morning and do yoga. Yep, that's right. That example I gave you earlier was me. I was resolved. I was going to get up, work with my pitta dosha, and follow a straight Ayurvedic practice. The only problem is, I've had insomnia since childhood. I believed that I could become the early morning person I had always dreamt of being in one magical day. So I crawled into bed, set my alarm, made a promise I would wake up early, and laid down. 10 p.m., I shut my eyes, willing my body and brain to power down for the night. Nothing happened. I waited 15 minutes. 30. 45. Hey. I decided to read a little bit with the hope that it would tire me out. No dice. I listened to some ASMR, Google it, and nothing. I laid awake and watched the hours roll by until 4 a.m. hit and my alarm started going off. At that point, I finally began to feel tired. New plan. I was going to set my alarm for 5 a.m., knowing full well that for the rest of the day I would be tired, but I would feel accomplished. I set the alarm, rolled over, and I woke to the sun shining and the birds chirping, feeling oddly refreshed. When I looked at my phone, the time flashed 11 a.m. I had slept right through my alarm and an appointment I had. I didn't give up right away. I tried a few more times, but ultimately I was fighting something powerful and to a large extent out of my control. I went back to my usual daily practice, feeling defeated and a little ashamed. 
of course, I had nothing to be ashamed for. I almost always see 4 a.m. It's just that I'm usually going to bed at that time. It's not really my fault. It just happens to be the way my cycle is, and to a large extent, it's the product of the type of insomnia I have. Over a long period of time, and perhaps with medication and extreme lifestyle change, I could begin to change my natural sleep pattern so I could wake at 4 a.m. and go to bed at 9, but why? I personally get a lot done between 9 p.m. and 4 a.m. My schedule is designed to begin and end later. I have a rhythm that I work with. In other words, if it ain't broke, Now, let me give you an example from my own life of how I made a resolution work. I've never been one for flossing. I know, TMI. But those of you who floss regularly and have done so your entire life, please raise your hand. That's what I thought. I have flossed intermittently throughout my life, but... My teeth are so jam-packed together, it's really challenging. I always brush religiously, at least twice a day, but flossing just wasn't my bag, baby. Dentists everywhere just felt a cold wind wash over them. At the start of 2021, I went to the dentist, something I'm also not great at, and I announced to the hygienist, I don't floss, okay? Let's just get that out of the way right now. She laughed and thanked me for my honesty and said, regardless, we always know. We laughed and she got to work. Now I'd like to tell you that I had a come to Jesus moment. My mouth was a mess and there was inflammation and craziness everywhere. But aside from a little minor gum inflammation and a small cavity and some plaque, my teeth were actually healthy and fine. The dentist and hygienist were nice and didn't really give me any grief for not flossing. I could have continued on without flossing for the rest of my life. But I kind of realized in that moment, I didn't want to. After I left the dentist, my teeth felt a lot better than they had in a long time. The truth is I had been experiencing some mild irritation for some time, and I resolved, after weighing out the pros and cons, that perhaps I could try to floss, at least three times a week. I gave myself a few days to get used to the idea, and I started. Not gonna lie, it was hard at first. My teeth were just as tightly spaced as ever, and I was bleeding a lot. I know, TMI. I made it through my first day, and I hadn't died. I decided to try again the next day, instead of waiting. Next day was more of the same. I tried again the following day and again the next day and before I knew it, I was flossing regularly. I started small. I gave myself manageable goals to reach and, oh yes, I made the resolution in July. There was way less pressure and I felt a lot less shame if I missed a day or two. So what's the takeaway? I guess, ultimately, you have to do what works best for you. If resolutions motivate you and you're the rare unicorn who can stick to one, then go for it. 
If, however, you're like the rest of us schmoes who wake up bright and early January 1st, try to start a thing, then quickly discover we hate that thing and stop, be gentle with yourself, damn it. Start very small. So small, it almost feels like you're not doing anything. Start any damn time of year you want. Don't wait until New Year's. In fact, don't make any resolutions around New Year's at all. Remember, you have an entire lifetime to reach your goals. So go drink something that feels nourishing to you. Take a deep breath and remember, just 8,759 hours until next year. And now it's time for today's yoga snack to get you through to your next new year. Today's yoga snack is a short story that comes from Portia Nelson. Portia was a popular American singer, songwriter, actress, and author who also performed in 1950s cabaret and wrote beautiful poetry. The story I'm about to read you is called Autobiography in Five Short Chapters. Portia wrote it in 1970. Chapter 1 I walk down the street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes me forever to find a way out. Chapter 2 I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place. But it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter 3 I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it's there. I still fall in. It's a habit. My eyes are open. I know where I am. It is my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter 4 I walk down the same street. There's a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter 5 I walk down another street. I have read that the poem's meaning is about destructive habits and how one must first accept responsibility in order to make a positive change. I agree, but I would also like to posit a different opinion. I think this poem could mean accepting yourself, embracing who you are in order to grow and achieve what you want. In the story, the protagonist ultimately acknowledges and accepts their behavior, learns and grows in order to get out of that damn hole. I think this applies to our topic today. 
The first step towards starting something new in 2022 is meeting yourself where you are. Whether you're an insomniac who goes to bed at 4 a.m. or you're just some person stuck in a hole somewhere in a sidewalk and you haven't determined how to get out yet. Well, that's all the time we have for today, friends. Thanks for spending some of your 400 hours with me. And if you have to make a resolution, let's both resolve to stay weird.